Hebrews chapter 12. Hebrews chapter number 12, 1 through to 3. Hebrews chapter 12, we are going to read from verses 1 through to verse number 3. We are talking about the power of persistence. Somebody say the power of persistence. Or say it like you mean it, the power of persistence. Therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which easily ensnares us, and let us run with endurance or persistence the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down on the right hand of the throne of God. For consider him who endured such hostilities from sinners against himself, lest you be weary and discouraged in your souls. Here ends the reading of his holy word. In 1978, a lady, swimmer, decided to embark. She was a long-distance swimmer, and she decided to attempt a record that had never been done before. She attempted to swim from Havana, Cuba, across the Atlantic Ocean to... Florida, it is a 110 miles swim. A hundred and, have you found the, the name Diane Nayad? Have you found that image? Oh, look for it. Just, uh, just say long distance. You don't have it. It's on. Your, your, oh dear. Okay. Her name is Diane Nayad. She attempted, she was a long-distance swimmer, and she attempted to swim. Four times she tried. 1978, she tried the first time. And uh, when she started, she had a shoulder injury about a few miles into the swim. She had a shoulder injury, and it was so painful and so bad that they had to abort the mission. And then she tried it again. And this time, the second time she tried it, in the middle of the ocean, there was a very uh, great waves and tempest, uh, storm and everything. And she suffered an asthma attack. And she became delirious. She, at a point, she forgot why she was swimming. And you see, when you become delirious, because it's very cold, and it's very, very, I mean, it's not a, a, an easy thing to do. I don't know whether you can swim from here to the door. But just imagine, even if you are walking, 110 miles is not an easy thing. And to, 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 to swim 110 miles is not a simple thing. She tried it the second time she had asthma. The third time that when she tried it, she was going and she met a wind like a, a storm that made her swim. She swam so hard for two days and she didn't move an inch. She was swimming, but she wasn't moving because anytime she moved, the wave brought her, the wind brought her back. So on her 60th birthday, she decided. Please, it's, it's come now, it's in, find her, her, her picture. She decided on her 60th birthday, that she, 60th, she was going to attempt it again. And um, her, so the, her last attempt, her last attempt was in, in 2013. So 2013, from 1978, 35 years, she had been trying to break this record. <laughs> On her 64th birthday, 
she decided to do it. This time they had checked because of uh, uh, improvement in technology. She had checked the weather. She had checked, you know, the storm. She had checked. And, and, and the, the third time she got bitten by jellyfish. So she was almost dying. So this time around they had designed a, a suit. And you see she was swimming free swimming in a shark infested waters. So it is something that it's not advisable to attempt. So this time around, they had found the, the right bathing suit that is anti-jellyfish attack, and then they had checked the weather to make sure that she could do all those things. And she embarked on the journey. And she swam 53 hours. 53 hours. to from Cuba, Havana, Cuba, to Florida. Okay, her name is, you can Google it on your phones. Yeah, that's, there she is. She's called Diane Nayad. You can check her out when you go home. 64th birthday is when she broke that record that she had been attempting for 35 years. Long years. What am I talking about? I'm talking about persistency. I'm talking about the power to persevere. I'm talking about the power to keep going when things look contrary. I'm talking about trying to do something that looks impossible to do. But you don't give up because uh, obstacles and opposition faces you. No. We live in, a, in an age and in a day where we are too quick to give up. The church has become so, we have become so soft that everything we give up, we are just like the generation that we live in. You know, our fathers and grandfathers and grandmothers, when they got married, it was for life. For better, for worse. And you hear some, some say that because of the children, I'm not going anywhere. Even when the marriage is bad, they stay in the marriage because of the children. They stay because of, 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 of uh, the children, because of the family, because of my, the status. I'm going to stay and stick it out. Today, people go into marriage and they leave. When you ask them, why do you leave it out? I'm not happy. Who told you that marriage is about happiness? Who do you know who is happy every day of their lives? You yourself, have you been happy all the, 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 but I say, I'm not happy, so I'm leaving. From time ago, when you're born into a church, you stay in the church for life. Whether you're happy or not. Today, the uh, uh, pastor's wife didn't look at me well, so you leave and you're gone. Uh, I wasn't happy the way uh, pastor was giving an example of those who are always fornicating and was looking in my direction. So you leave. We come up with the most flimsiest of excuses to, 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 to live and to, to we, we cannot, the slightest, oh, the church has moved too far away from my house. Then you leave. The slightest hurdle, the slightest opposition, the slightest we live. But let me tell you something about life. Life is such that it demands persistence. Success demands persevering and persistence. If you are not prepared to be persevering, then it means that you are not prepared to succeed. Thank you for that one faithful clap. Life rewards persistence. Anybody you know who has succeeded in anything overcame opposition, overcame some hurdles, overcame some, 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 some fires, overcame some difficulties in order to succeed. 
You don't succeed just because you came. The thing that in, we, we struggle to do in this world today is we, are, we struggle to finish anything we start. We are not good finishers. In, uh, I'm not sure, I think 1996, Barcelona, Olymp- no, no, not Barcelona, Olymp- Olympic Games, there was a guy called Derek Redmond, a British 400-meter runner. Now, Derek Redmond started the 400-meter race. And when, she, when he started the first 100, the first 200, Derek Redmond was doing well. Then just when he was coming off the bend to the, the final, the 300 bend into the last final, final 100, he pulled a muscle. And if you know anything about Olympic Games, the, the athletes had to work hard tirelessly for four years to get that one chance. The number of attempts, the number of qualification attempts you have to do, the number of uh, 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 races and, and difficult early mornings that you have to wake up in order to have that one chance. That's same Derek Redmond. And he had this muscle pull. Now you guys are working with me. Thank you. <laughs> he had this muscle pull that was so bad, he fell. Everybody finished the race. And as he lay there, he got up. Then he started to limp. To limp. To try and finish. Everybody had finished. Even if he, he, he rose to the... Nobody would care. But he was limping. And in the crowd was his father. And his father came from the, the crowd to help his son. He helped look for the, a picture of him and his father. His father was helping him to go finish the, 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 the line. And as he was going, the, the stewards were trying to say that there's no point. Just go to the corner. Just let's get the stretcher. You know, they said, no. I taught my son that anything you start, you must try and finish. So even though you have a muscle pull, even though it's so bad, even though you can't do it, do your best to finish. You need to finish. It's not about winning all the time. It's also about finishing. The world we live in today is about winning. By any means necessary. We really don't care how you did it. So long as you win. But life is also about finishing. Paul said that I have run the race. I have finished my course. It is not enough to start the race. But you must make sure you finish. Hallelujah. The scripture we read in Hebrews chapter 12, it starts by saying, therefore. Someone say, therefore. Now the word therefore is a conjunctive adverb. Okay, so the English students. So... Science students and mathematics students won't know what I'm talking about. But conjunctive, conjunctive adverbs are words like finally or then. Do you understand what I'm saying? If you use therefore, it means that you are continuing from where you left off in the previous statement. Are you with me? So when somebody starts with therefore, you have to go back. To understand what you are there for him. Am I making sense? So if we go back to Hebrews chapter 11. Let us look at the last three, the last two or three verses. That 39, I think 39, 39, 40. Or 38. Okay, last three. Of whom the world was not worthy. They wandered in the desert and mountains, in dens and in caves of the earth, 39. And all these, having obtained a good testimony through faith, did not receive the promise. God provide, God having provided some better for uh, something better for us, that they should not be made perfect apart from us. Then he goes on to say, therefore. He was talking about faith. 
in chapter 11. And he was talking about some of these people, they, even the promise, they didn't see the promise. But they followed hard. The promise God gave them, they didn't meet it. But they followed hard to finish. Therefore, we also, since we have now come, let us run. Let us now run. Because we have witnesses, those who previously, Noah and uh, all these people, Joseph, Noah, and all these people who, were, who ran on the promises of God by faith and didn't even see the promise. Noah building an ark when it was, not, uh, it was not by the sea and people were laughing by hard faith in what he had heard from God. All those things as he is going on. Therefore, we also being surrounded by this uh, great kind of uh, witnesses, let us lay aside the weight. Someone say weight. No, a weight is not necessarily a sin. But sometimes a weight can be a habit. Do you understand? Weight does not allow you to do something. This is one of the weights I'm talking about. See, Christians are very good at talking about the sins that we can see. Don't drink, don't do this, don't do that, don't do that, don't do that. Those are physical things. Do you understand? But we have emotional or, or spiritual things that is also part of Christianity. Do you understand what I'm saying? Which you can easily be a sinner of and get away with it. Because you don't smoke, you don't drink, you don't chase men and everything. So you are sitting there, but you are very, very wicked. But nobody will know. Do you understand what I'm saying? You are very mean. Do you understand what I'm saying? You are gossip. Do you understand? All those things, it's it's hidden. It's hidden. And we don't talk about it much in church. Are you with me? We talk about the things that is easy to talk about. But one of the weight is not being able to finish anything you start. Laziness. Indiscipline is part of the weight. And so, the writer of Hebrews is saying that, let us lay aside the weight. That does not help us. The weight and the sin, that does not help us. And let us run with patience. Somebody say patience. I'm in verse 2. Let us run with patience. And the word patience is the ability to to suffer long. Let us run with endurance. Go, 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 go back, go back. Let us run with verse 2. Are you listening to me at all? Looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. Who, no, this is verse 3. Verse 2. Okay. Go on. Despising the shame has set down it's in verse 1. It's in the second part of verse 1. You are not preaching with me today. Verse 1. Second part of verse 1. Which so easily and snatched us, and let us run with endurance. Somebody say endurance. The word endurance is durability. Do you understand what I'm saying? Being able to withstand pressure. Being able to withstand pressure. Being able to withstand stress. A lot of us don't like stress at all. A lot of us don't like stress at all. That is why our Christianity is always suffering. Because if you can't handle stress, and you can't handle a little bit of uh, poverty, when you meet poverty or you meet some, some financial challenge, you compromise. Are you with me? And that will affect your, your Christian race. Am I making sense to somebody? Yeah. So if you don't know how to persist and persevere, like Diane Nayat, 35 years trying to do something, most of us in this room will abandon nothing. I mean, it's madness. 
trying to swim 53 hours. Why? Why? <laughs> 53 hours. I mean, Pastor Ben, can you imagine? <laughs> Even five minutes, I won't do it. <laughs> five minutes, I won't do it. 53 hours. Tried it four times. But she said that before I die, I must do it. I must finish. So 64 years. 64 years. Fifty-three hours. Hallelujah. Endurance. Enduring. Do you know the pressure you need to go through to swim the Atlantic Ocean? Do you know the waves? High waves, low waves. Even when you are sitting in a ship, it's not an easy thing. Let alone the sharks, the fish, the jellyfish. Hallelujah. Am I talking to somebody? Yeah. Imagine, imagine the stress of swimming. And you think swimming is the most uh, energetic exercise anybody can do. They tell you that if you swim, you don't need to do any other exercise because they exercise every part of your body. So every part of her body was under stress. Let's finish the, the scripture. Endurance, the race that is set before us, all of us have a race. We are all in a race. And those who win the race are those who endure. Some are in a, a, a short race. Some are in a long race. You see, when you are doing short distance, you need a lot of muscle power. Because as you are going fast, you need strength in your muscle to withstand the lactic acid that your, 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 your body goes through. When you are doing a long distance race, you need to lose all the muscles because the lactic acid, it comes way into the, 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 the race. Are you with me? And you need lean muscles to be able to withstand that lactic acid that you go through. That's how come if you look at 5,000 meter runners, 10,000 meter, they are always very skinny. And then you look at 100 meter runners, they are always muscular. Yeah, because they all have endurance tests that they need to go through. Am I making sense? So we all go through endurance in our race that we are in. Amen. Life is a race. And you have to go through endurance. That is why you must not look at somebody's race to, to run your race. Because somebody's doing a fast race, so they need a lot of muscles. Somebody's a long distance race, so they need lean muscles. So if you look at somebody, you may be running their wrong race. Because their race is different from your race. Am I talking to somebody? Hallelujah. Let's read on. Verse 3. Looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross. Our example we have is Jesus. He endured the cross. Remember that even him, when he got to Gethsemane, he wanted out. He said, Lord, if it be your will, let this cup pass over me. Because it's not easy. If it was not easy for Jesus, it will not be easy for you and I. Am I talking to somebody? Verse, verse 3. Despising the shame and is sat at the right hand of the throne of God. The price must be our focus. The price must be our focus all the time. Verse 3, quickly. For consider him who endured such hostilities from sinners against himself, lest you be weary and be discouraged in your soul. Being weary is part of life. Being tired is part of life. If anybody told you that in your marriage you won't be tired, they are lying to you. Are you with me? Uh, are you tired? 
Maybe she's tired and she doesn't want to say. Hallelujah. Am I talking to somebody? In your marriage, you'll be tired. In life, you'll be tired. In your vocation, you'll be tired. You feel that you want to get out. It's part of the feeling. But you don't act on that feeling. At least don't act on the fact that they have lactic acid. They are tired. You know, how many of us do exercises here? So I, I can guarantee you most of us in this room, when we are doing like we are running and we feel a little bit of lactic acid, we stop. How many are like me? As soon as you say, okay, we'll try it tomorrow. <laughs> because we don't want to feel that thing. But for athletes, it is part of their routine. They have to feel the pain. And they have to go through the pain. Because you need to get used to that pain if you are going to be successful. Mm. Am I making sense? Yeah, you need to get used to that pressure. You need to get used to that pain. That is why we are talking about persistence this whole month. Because we, as Christians, the reason why we don't succeed is because we don't get used to the pain. So the slightest pain wants to stop. The reason why you haven't lost that weight and you're not doing, you can't become an athlete. It's because when you meet latex, you say, hey, it's okay. This one is just me. I'm just, it's just me. <laughs> and this, this floor, this, this thing, I'm not going to take this thing any further. Hallelujah. Yeah. But if we want to succeed and want to do well, Pain should be our friend. You didn't like that. I say pain must be our friend. Disappointment must be our friend. Failure must be an acquaintance. Uh, I went to the church. The pastor was saying that I should get used to failure. Yes, I said that because the first step into success is failure. If you are afraid of failure, you are a failure already. Hello? I say if you are afraid of failure, you are already a failure. Because anybody who has succeeded in anything in this life has failed in that same thing before. Hallelujah. You get used to it. Amen. You get used to the pain. You get used to the disappointment. You get used to the, the, the heartbreak. You get used to the setbacks. You get used to the barriers that is set before you. You get used to it. You want to get a job. And you say, ah, ah, Pastor, as on this, uh, we, on this occasion, we are sorry to say that you have not been successful. We wish you all the best in your uh, future endeavors. Then the next day, on this occasion, we are sorry to tell you that you didn't get this job. Then you went, so it gets a point when you see that, those envelopes, you don't open it. And you want to get a job. No, <laughs> you are not going to get a job that way. You have to get used to it. Because it means that you are still in the game. Oh, you didn't hear what I said. It means you are still trying. Hallelujah. Yeah. You, you, you get used to it. It means that you are still applying. And you are still trying to get a job. And I tell you, if you try and try and try, you will get it. Hallelujah. You will get it. But if you stop trying, that is when you fail. Amen. If you stop trying, you have failed already. Hallelujah. So we started looking at uh, a few things that will help us in our endurance or persistence. The first thing we said, the power of persistence, the first thing we said last week was what? You must understand the value of persistence. Hallelujah. The value of persistence is success. As you go, you persevere. The end is success. Hallelujah. The end game is what? Success. Do you think that, uh, what, 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 uh, what's the name? Usain Bolt just got up and then he just was going, he had a morning coffee and then he started to jog and before he realized it, he was in the Olympic game final and then he, when they said, on your mask, get said, go. By the time he realized he had crossed the line and broken the world record. Do you think that is what happens? No. 
But he understands that if I'm going to be successful, I need to persist. The number of times he lost races, he lost, he was disappointed. There was one game that he first started. I think, was it Tokyo? One of the games, he first started and they, they eliminated him. So when they went on your mask, they said, go. He knew he was faster than all the people there. But they told him that you are disqualified. So as he was walking, the people started running. Something he had worked for four years for. He saw it disappear. Just because of a small mistake. Of going one half of a second quicker than he needed to go. How many know that it's very disappointing? That you have worked so hard for something. And then just a slight, maybe somebody coughed. Or somebody did, <clears throat> just before he took off. So he just uh, took his attention slightly. And that is why he got disqualified. And his four years were down the drain. If it were me, I would say, I'm not doing it again. This, because, you know, every, he has to wake up at 4 a.m. every day. And they tie, a, a, you know, like weights. They tie something behind his waist. They put something on his waist. Then they put a lot of weights in there. And he has to run with this, this heavy thing pulling him back. And he has to run a certain time every morning. Every morning. And he has to do it about 60 times. They tie the thing and then he ran. Then his coach will time. You didn't do it well. Come back. Then you go again. You didn't do it well. Come back. You go again. You didn't do it well. Come back. And you do it 60 times every day. And just one small mistake. He knows he's quicker than all the guys there. But one small mistake, he's out. And now he's walking by the side when the guys take off. Knowing that somebody's going to take his crown. Hallelujah. But does he give up? He comes back again. He comes back again. And tries again. And tr because that is how life is. Life is about, it's not necessarily about setbacks, but it's about how you bounce back after a setback. Your bounce back ability will determine your success. You didn't like my English. I don't care whether you like my English or not. <laughs> so long as you understand what I'm saying, that is fine. Number two, let go of your past. Number two, let go of the past. Maintain a positive attitude. Amen. If you are going to succeed in life, let go of the past disappointments. Some of us, we carry different, a lot of baggage into, with our in our lives. As for me, I don't, like any, I don't trust any pastor. Because my former pastor disappointed me. So you go to another church, and then you are like, hey, when somebody's coming close to you, hey, 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 I've been here before. They start being nice before you realize it. They are gossiping about you. You see some husbands and wives, they take their, what their former boyfriend, former three, four, five boyfriends ago, what they did to them, they take it into the marriage. Somebody is paying for the crime that somebody else committed. The ones who flipped you I've forgotten that I'm not Pastor Gloria. <laughs> the ones who had sex with you in the park, flipped you in the, by the uh, bus stop, flipped you in the, in the train, who didn't marry you and broke your heart. This one who has honored you and married you, you want to put that punishment, that person's punishment on him. Most of us, most, most marriage, when you, when you, I'm a marriage counselor, so I'm, I know what I'm talking about. Most of the time, when marriage counselors, when they come, sometimes when they are talking, you can say this person is suffering a punishment that he didn't, he didn't commit. It's like five boyfriends ago. 
the problems that this man is inheriting. Hallelujah. Let go of the past. Listen, always have a clean heart. Let go of people's heads and people's disappointments. Don't be somebody that carries a heavy burden. I wish I could do that experiment, but today I don't see heavy bags. Give me heavy bags. Give me heavy bags. Everybody. Oh, if you have a heavy bag, bring it, please. Quickly, 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 quickly. Quickly, give me bags. Give me bags, ladies. I want bags. I want bags. Quickly, quickly. Send them. Bring them quickly. Bring them. Oh, I need bags. I need bags. I know it's heavy. I know, I know your bags are always heavy. It's okay. I will carry it. Okay. So, oh, more bags. More bags, please. Quickly. More bags. So, I am Miss Lady and I'm walking in life. But I'm kind. Hmm. Hmm. I won't say anything. I'm kind. The heartache from Jimmy. The disappointment. My, my uncle raped me when I was 12 years old. And then uh, my next door neighbor also raped me. And then uh, 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 my boss that I was working for, he said he was going to marry me. He also, and then, so you are going in life with this. How many know that it is not natural to walk with this amount of weight? How many know that? And if you try to run with this amount of weight, you won't go very far. But emotionally, some of us, we are carrying this amount of luggage. We are carrying it very, very nicely around with a lot of makeup, a lot of wig. It's not just the wig that is heavy on your head. There are a lot of things that are heavy that you are carrying about. Are you, are you with me? Listen, set them down. Set them down. Set them down. Make sure that before you leave church today, you set these things down. So that you can run well. So that you can live well. Life is too short to be bothered by all these bags. Life is too short for you to have so much stress that is not necessary. No. You see, forgiveness is a gift you give to yourself. Because when you forgive, you set the bag down. And it frees you. When you don't forgive what you did, he did to you, you are carrying that bag. And you are waiting. If any man comes and reminds you of him, he may have committed a small mistake. But that mistake reminds you so much of the bag you have been carrying all these years. And sometimes your anger and your reaction is not commiserate to the crime. Because the crime is not the crime. It's the bag you are carrying. Are you with me? Learn to say, okay, come and pick your bags from here. I don't know whether they put weights in it. (laughs) How can you walk with such heavy bags? (laughs) I don't understand. (laughs) It's a skill. Mm. Look at you, you small lady. Look at how heavy your bag is. Ah, I wonder what is in it. A bag that weights, I can travel for two weeks. <laughs> Hallelujah. Let go of the past. Somebody say, I will let go of the past. Maintain a positive attitude. Because Jimmy offended you. Sam offended you. Uh, Maxwell offended you. Peter offended That doesn't mean that James will also offend you. Maintain a positive attitude. Hallelujah. Bible says, God says that, behold, I do a new thing. I am always doing a new thing. 
Forget all things have passed away. Behold, all things have become what? New. Let everything become new, including your relationship. Let everything become new, including your hopes and aspirations. Let everything become new, including your, 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 your zest for life. A lot of you have lost the passion to live. They have lost the passion to live because they don't think that life is worth living because of what they've been through. Listen, everything you have gone through is preparing you for the life that you need to live. Hallelujah. Yeah. Your disappointment is supposed to give you experience so that sometime down the line, you will be able to encourage somebody with your own experience. Listen, I've been there. I know what it is to be go through what you are going through. Then you share your story. That I went through this. Look at me now. God has brought me out. And that is why God allowed you to go through that. To maintain a positive attitude. Number three, quickly. Number three, start doing something. Don't wait to start. A lot of us, when things happen to us, we put our life on pause. Hallelujah. How many understand what I'm saying? When you go through some experience, you put your life on pause. Say, because of what I've been through, I am waiting. I will start later. It is not a time to go through what I'm... uh, No, I can't do it now. I'll wait and start another time. No, no, no. Somebody say no. Don't be like that. Take advantage of every minute. Don't wait for all the conditions to come, become perfect before you, you start. There's a scripture that I like so much. Proverbs 26, 13. It says that the lazy man says there's a lion in the road. A fierce lion is in the street. As a door turns on its hinges, so does a lazy man turn on his bed. Have you seen a, a, a creaky door? When you open the door, you see the lazy man. Listen, listen. Disappointments, oppositions, uh, discouragements, people talking about you, people, you know, all those type of setbacks and everything. It's all part of life. That is what makes life rich. Am I making sense? If life was smooth all the time, life would be boring. Do you know that? Let Let me share a secret with you. Do you know that rich people, very, very wealthy people, go through the same things as you and I go through? How many know that sometimes you're walking, your wallet is empty? And you want to buy something, but you don't have the money in your pocket in the moment to buy it. And you, oh, I wish I had the money. Poor people go through that. Rich people also go through that. Do you understand what I'm saying? Because life is like that. People who are super wealthy also go through that. It's not every time that you have money in your pocket all the time. It's not every time that things are rosy all the time. It's not every time that you'll be happy all the time. No, no, no. There are some times you go through certain things. So listen, don't get frustrated because you are going through that. Don't get frustrated. Have a positive attitude to life. What you are going through today, tomorrow it will be different. That same thing you are hoping to have, tomorrow you'll be able to buy it and dash it to somebody. But don't, get, don't sweat it because you, are, you, can, you don't have it. Relax. I say relax. Listen, learn to enjoy life. The, the, it says that whatsoever you have, with that be content. Because a man's life it does not consist of the abundance of the riches that they have. Your possession is not what shows your life. 
You see, in this day of Instagram, our possessions is what defines who we are. But life is not about the amount of possessions. Can buy 10 beds, but you can't buy sleep. You can buy 10 houses, but you can't buy a home. A home is not about the amount of rooms that you have. A home is about love. Do you understand what I'm saying? You can have 10 girlfriends and not have a wife. Oh, you missed that. It was only Dorothy who, who, who liked what I said. Because a girlfriend is not a wife. You can have a concubine, it's not a wife. A wife is different. How do you think? That's why they call them boyfriend. It doesn't matter how old he is. He can be 90 years old and he's still a boyfriend because a boyfriend is different from a husband. The two are not the same. You didn't like that. It's a good message. Hallelujah. So, so learn to chill, chill out. Chill out. Enjoy what you have. What you don't have, you don't need. I said what you don't have, you don't need. When you need it, God will give it to you. If God hasn't given it to you now, it's because you don't need it. And when the time comes for you to have it, at the proper time, in his time, he makes all things perfect. In his time. In his time. If it's not his time, hey. Listen, when you get to appreciate what I'm saying, life becomes easier and more enjoyable. Life is not about the destination. It's about the journey. You enjoy the journey of luck. Enjoy the journey of having sufficient. Enjoy the, the journey of having over sufficient. Enjoy each stage. Enjoy it. Each stage. Enjoy it. Because before you realize, that stage would have passed. Hallelujah. Am I talking to somebody? I remember the times that I was so broke. We were so broke, myself and my wife. I go to work. I finish around six. She also goes to work. She finishes around six. I meet her at the train station, Elephant and Castle train station. And then I'll pick her up with my jollopy from the train station. Then we'll drive into uh, an Indian curry place. It's called Avery Arch. Indian takeaway because we used to do Indian takeaway myself and my wife after working up to 6 p.m. we go to the curry place and then they say okay the six uh, uh, Grampian Gardens has bought curry go and get deliver so when we go the first one is hers to go so she go and drop it the second one I will go and drop it the sometimes you'll be go, walking in the corridor and somebody the neighbor will open the door and the dog comes out and it's a single corridor you and the dog. <laughs> you know? And then we'll, we'll be doing that about, sometimes about 12 o'clock. Then after 12 o'clock, the in, when the Indian uh, curry is closing, they'll give us our chicken jaffrezi or meat bona with uh, papadoms and uh, uh, what do you call it? Nan bread. And then we'll go home. And when we go home, we didn't have a settee. It's a carpet. We just put it on a carpet, myself and my wife. She sits this way, I sit that way, and then we are eating and chatting and laughing. That was part of the journey. We have gone past that. <laughs> now, I don't do chicken, but... <laughs> yeah. Hallelujah. Life is stages. Enjoy the stage. Don't always think about the destination. Because if you are always concentrated about the destination, by the time you get to the destination, you are dead. By the time you get to the destination, you will even be happy. Because all is about the destination. It's about the destination. No, it's about the journey. Yeah. Enjoy the journey. Enjoy your blessings. Enjoy what you don't have. Enjoy what you have. Hallelujah. Sometimes we, sometimes what, what I do is, 
Uh, when I, anytime we go to some place like Birmingham, because we used to live in Birmingham. When I get to Birmingham, I drive through the old places. I used to live in this house. I used to work here. I used to go to this place. Then I used to come to this place. I remember I went to visit this person here, and that person drove me out of the house. So I drive on that street, reliving the experience of the journey. Because the enjoyment is in the journey. This is where I used to be. Now I am here. It doesn't mean that here is better than there, but I enjoy that bit. I am enjoying this bit. When this bit is over and I come to this bit, I enjoy it. And I remember this bit, I remember this bit, and I remember this bit. I'm on a journey. But the destination is not necessarily the main focus. It's about enjoying it as you go towards the focus. Number four, quickly, let's finish with this. Are are you okay with me so far? Maintain self-discipline. If you are going to succeed in life, this is a swear word to Christians. Latter-day Christians. This particular number is a swear word. How many know that? Christians are not disciplined at all. Holy Ghost tongue-talking, water-baptized Christians of today, we don't have discipline. The Muslims pray five times a day. This, you can set their clock, your clock by them. They are disciplined to know when to go and pray. You know, when it's Friday and it's time to pray and their shop is open and there are so many customers and this is the busiest time and it's the most profitable time, guess what? They'll lock the door and go and pray. But Christians, when we see two, 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 uh, two clients, three clients coming in and it's church time, so uh, I, 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 come, come, more, oh, come in, come in, come in, come in. More money, come, 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 more money. Oh, oh, do you, do you want some more? Oh, uh, uh, I, 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 I want to go to the bank to get some money, more money. Oh, wait, I'm going to wait for you. Don't worry, go, go and come. The Jews pray three times. Ask your neighbor, how many times do you pray in a day? No discipline. No discipline. We don't have any discipline for uh, uh, spiritual things. As soon as we say, come, that is when all your excuses come. All your excuses are never ever there until when you have to do something. Immediately you get 10 reasons why you can't do it. It's lack of discipline. Hallelujah. Oh. Have you realized that the hallelujah is gone? Have you realized that hallelujah is gone? Because when I'm saying something that's affecting you, now you look at me. Me no speak English. All of a sudden, you no speak English. <laughs> hallelujah. Don't worry, I, 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 can do it all by, I can do bad all by myself. Hallelujah. Lack of discipline. We can't trust you. We can't hold you to your word. What you say is subject to feeling. I will come. That's what what modern day Christian says. I will come. But what they are trying to say is that I will come when everything's okay. When I feel like it. When it's not raining. When it's not, I remember once, one Wednesday, it was snowing, heavy snow. And we're just about to leave for Wednesday self to come to church. And my daughter said, this thing that you are making us go to church, what if the church members don't come? Because this type of people, you can't trust them. The snow is heavy. What if they don't come? 
And what if they don't come and we go to church and we get to church and we are snowed in and we have to stay in church for uh, maybe six days and there's no food? Then she and her mother decided, then we'll eat your leg. <laughs> they said that they'll eat my leg because I'm the one who's telling them that we should go to church. Hallelujah. And it was amazing when we got to church, there were some people there. Because we are used to Christians not being disciplined. See all these fine footballers you see. The amount of hard work they go through to become the diet. You see, as for you, when you meet shish kebab, it's your weakness. <laughs> you know, when I, they go to a Greek man's place, you buy shish kebab with a with uh, cream and uh, yogurt and what do you call it? Uh, they put uh, chips in it. Then use the wooden fork. There you go. They put vinegar and salt. These athletes can't eat that. They were supposed to be on holiday. By the holiday, every dawn they wake up and run as if they are back to work because they can't afford to have put on weight at the start of the new season. Are you getting what I'm saying? Paul says that I crucified my body. Let's read that scripture. He says, come with me. Let's read that scripture quickly. 2 Corinthians 9, 24. Do you not know that those who run in a race, all run, but one receives a prize. Run in such a way that you may obtain it. And everyone who competes for a prize is temperate. Somebody say temperate. The word temperate is the same as the, is disciplined in all things. Now they do it to obtain a perishable crown. But for you, for, but we for imperishable crown. Therefore I run thus. Not with uncertainty. That's a fight, not as the one who beats the air. But I discipline my body. Somebody say, I discipline my body. And bring it into subjection, lest when I have preached to others, I myself should become disqualified. Hallelujah. Have a good habit. Create a good discipline of prayer a good discipline of reading the bible every day challenge yourself if you can't be like the muslim be like the jews pray three times pray four times pray five times a day find a time that you are you and god are in fellowship it's not about chasing money all the time you've been chasing money all these years what have you got Let's be honest. You and I, I'm talking to you and you and me. I know you've been chasing money. You've been chasing that up to now. Really. Don't have time. You don't have time. You don't have time. No. You don't have time for your children. You don't have time for anything. No. Slow down. Put some discipline in your life. As a parent, you owe your children the duty of looking after them. It's not about chasing money. Hallelujah. Oh, you didn't like what I'm saying? What shall it profit a man to gain the whole world's money and lose your children? I'm doing it for my children. Meanwhile, the children are raising themselves. By the time you have done it, they are in the madhouse then what have you done? Nothing. Spend time. Discipline yourself. I'm going to spend two hours with my children every day. It's not about going to look for money all the time. I'm not saying don't look for money. But streamline your life. Organize yourself. Oh, over time. Yeah, 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 I'll take it. Over time. Yeah, yeah, I'll take it. Over time. Yeah, I'll take it. Every time you... So, so they, you, they assume you take it, so they didn't even ask you. 
for everybody to ask, do you want overtime? Do you want overtime? But for you, they assume because you, you never mind. When you're overtime, you never mind. So, so your name in the office is never mind. You don't realize that the more overtime you do, the more your tax goes up. So you'll be working for the tax man. And your children are left to fend for themselves. People are molesting your children and you don't even know about it. Hallelujah. Am I talking to somebody? Put a discipline in your life. When it's time to sleep, sleep. It's time to sleep by your internet. You are watching, uh, what do you call it? Who kill Aki, Aki and Popo? Who kill Aki and Popo one? Who kill Aki and Popo two? Who kill Aki and Popo three? Who kill Aki and Popo four? Aki and Popo five? By the time you finish, it's, it's morning and you have to go to work. <laughs> I want to watch uh, Netflix, uh, this series, the, this series, that series, the other series, everything. You want to watch the whole series in one day. Meanwhile, you haven't prepared for school. No discipline. You don't like my message. Everybody who is an athlete... One common characteristic is that they are disciplined. They are disciplined. Hallelujah. And we are also athletes. Paul said that for them, they do it for an incorruptible crown. But for us, an incorruptible crown. And because we are athletes that will receive a medal, well done, good and faithful servant, we need to discipline ourselves. Hallelujah. So I pray for all of us. That from today, that discipline will become part of us. Stand to your feet.